1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fee-fi-fo-fum. Fee-fi-fo-fum. Uh, smelling Carl's armpit juice is never any fun. But now, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Because there's the pit juice protein maker. Simply squeeze out your shirt when you get to camp and a, into a secret jar that's .0003 grams, because that's what Carl likes, and it will convert his pit juice into a protein, protein powder for the wild. All the animals will be fed, nurtured, it's time to squeeze the juice for nature's truce. Check it out at smell.barf. Guys, what's going on? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who still chews tree sap as chewing gum, Carl Mandrioli. What's going on, big boy? How many flavors are there now? I mean... Yeah, there's there's sap flavor. There's maple. Wow. And that's about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's actually not that bad. Of all the things that you've accused me of doing, Mm. that's probably, yeah, kind of minimal. It's a wide range. Right? I try to cover all my bases. It's a wide (laughs) range. Well, with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who isn't afraid of bizarre things, like shaking the hand of the McDonald's drive-thru waiter after he orders a few egg McMuffins. That's right. I'll do it all day. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You've done that before. You're you're a handshaker with a drive-thru. That was a that was kind of a dare by you, and I okay. I don't know if did you think I would actually do that or you just wanted to see what would happen. Um, I thought you'd do it. You're you're a pretty hmm. self confident guy. Well played. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to shake hand. <laughs> I will say the uh, the employee was extremely like mortified. Like, wait, what do you want to do? Why are you shaking my hand? This is this is pre COVID though, right? So this is not as this is all pre COVID. Yeah, germy as it is now, but <clears throat> I actually was challenged by my son to go next level with that. Actually. Oh. High five? Yeah. What are we talking about? No, no, next level. High five is kind of similar, right? We going hug? Uh, it's kind of hard to hug. So, yeah, we were get, we, we had some odds and ends from from with the garage selling days, and mm. we we celebrated with some Chick Fil A, and he nice. challenged me to grab the bag or whatever container from the Chick Fil A attendant with a pirate hook that we had gotten that day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I reached out with a pirate hook hand. And uh, they didn't really know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like hook the bag, like pierce it with the. Okay, never mind. Well, that's. Uh, I was the one that with the hook, so I was like, "Thank you very much. See you later." Wow, I would have. Uh, I think I would have like jammed it on the hook and said, "Like, are you ready to go?" You know, like, "Are you ready?" That's a good one. You that's know? better. I would have. I would have. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll send you the hook. Let me apply for Chick Fil A, <laughs> and I'll, I'll work there, and you can come do it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. fair enough. All right. Uh, speaking of bizarre things, I've got so I got a follow up from the um, Darwin 
the oh, yeah. Backpacking Darwin Awards right. episode. Yeah. So, okay. Well, first of all, so it's from Doug. Doug shared some of his own, I guess, trail fails, so to speak. Oh, nice. But even before we get to that, you know how you we talked about kind of making fun of each other's names and how we can't give our real names at places because they always mess it up. Right. So he had posted on Facebook, like he took a snapshot of some place where they took his name down. This is Doug here. Doug. And they spelled it D-O-U-G-H, Doe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's... I just said, welcome to my world, Doug. So, um, wow. so there's that. And then he said, so a couple of fails he had. These are pretty interesting. He's got two that I thought were worth mentioning. So mm. the first one was that he, I don't know how he did this, but he accidentally spilled some white gas from his stove on some pancakes that he was making in the backcountry. White gas on his pancakes. Not yeah. good. Like, I don't think it was a lot because it sounds like people didn't notice until they started eating them. Oh, this reminds me of the bug spray. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Would you eat white gas pancakes? Would I, would I taste it, though? Is it, like, is it, does it have an, a... Yeah, you, like if it's just like a couple drops. We're not talking like it's soaked in it. A couple drops. I mean, why wouldn't I just like rip that piece off? Do I know where it is on the pancake? I'd just rip it off and keep going. If you knew where it was, fair enough. It's it's like it's like yeah. the ant roll. Like if I see an ant or a fly, I'm just going to rip it off and keep going. Do you see it on your pancake or anywhere? Yeah, on the pancake. Okay. Yeah. Is your household not very clean? Why are there ants and flies in your pancakes? Oh, I didn't. Well, I didn't say it was. I'm saying if I'm camping. And there's a bug oh, there. okay. Yeah. <laughs> in my okay, house. Just, no. just clarifying there. Absolutely so I guess not. It, sounds, it yeah. sounds like some people are chewing some gassy pancakes there. So, Ooh. yeah. Does I think, that give you gas? I have to ask. I mean, yeah, it give probably. them gas. And yeah, some yeah. fiery breath if you light the match in the wrong spot. That's, you know that's I mean horrible. So. Um, I actually, <laughs> to to piggyback over that, I got a, I got a hey, uh, what's your name? I said, Derek. They said, Jerry? I said, no, Derek, <laughs> Gary, how do you spell Gary? Mm, JJ, let's go with JJ. And, and, we, JJ. Go, and we go back just, to JJ. Just put down name. Just My name is name. <laughs> Air, my name is Air. <laughs> Can you figure that yeah. one out? That does not relate to the pancakes at all. You're a little, little slow on that, but that's okay. You know what? I know. Another thing he did, I don't know if this is Darwin, he did this on purpose, but he wanted to show that the water filters don't actually filter uh-huh. out salt. Like you can't filter out salt water with the water filters, right? No. So he didn't yeah. use salt water, of course. He used pee. He filtered pee yes. to show that it was still salty afterwards. Uh, what do you think and, about that? And did he drink it? He drank it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't clear on the, like. How did he know it was still salty? He must have drank well, it. Somebody right? was tasting it, right? Somebody did something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, that's That's next level right there. Some good Boy Scout learning right That's there. Really Anyways, yeah. yeah. So well done, Doug. Thanks for sh- being honest and chiming in there. We appreciate that. So and and you know, Doug, I even though my uh, Gary Jerry Carl didn't catch that it was about your Doug Doe. He's he thought it was about the something. It was. Episode. It was just after we had gone on. Well, the you know, thing. Say, sometimes I gotta like you know piggyback off of your long monologues, and uh, you know I gotta, I gotta get it in there. <laughs> I gotta get it in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guys, he loves the sound right. of his own voice. What can I do? Anyway, okay. Here's. Uh, and this is not a monologue. Here's a question for you. Who do you yeah. think gets asked the most bizarre trail questions? Like Ooh. what kind of person? What kind of person gets at, well, the Rangers, yeah. according to the board, we apparently. Yeah. I think the Rangers are up there. Trip leaders. I don't know. You're, you're random hiker on the trail. Who's you're putting yourself in that category. Like if I you're a trip- I, the ones that we have for today that people want to ask. I don't, I don't think I've gotten many of these asked before. I've got mm. some of them for sure. 
for okay. sure. Actually, right. one of them I got asked as a REI employee. So oh, oh yeah, an REI people. I wonder they. Yeah. I'm sure they get some good ones. Absolutely. Well, and we could, you know, that'd be a great question to ask your your buddy Ryan, your day pack guy, if you could ever get him on the show. Well, first of all, his name isn't Ryan; it's Chris. But okay. uh, we're gonna Same keep thing. trying, and uh, I I need to. I think I need to go up there pretty soon anyway, so I'm gonna I can try and bug him, but Yeah, I think I think just go up there, I would say weekly basis and ask him every time. Weekly basis, yeah. Just drive forty five yeah. minutes and, and go up there. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. No problem. <laughs> Anything for you, buddy. Anything. It's for the show, man. It's not for me. Except that. Okay. Okay. All right. Acts twenty, nine through ten, as Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, sitting on the windowsill, became very drowsy. Finally, he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his mm. death below. Mm. Paul went down, bent over him, and took him into his arms. Don't worry, he said. He's alive. Mm. So mm. Eutychus is not the first person to fall asleep during a sermon. Maybe no. sitting on a windowsill, falling asleep maybe. But do you find people still frequently fall asleep when you're telling those stories? I, knew, I See, I knew you were going there. I knew you were mm. going there. And yeah. uh, I don't know if I've had any people fall asleep. Maybe um, maybe you while I'm uh, sending you. Because, you know, I have to read you a bedtime story every night in the tent. Mm-hmm. So that I, might that's be. That's true. That might be, you know, where we're that going counts. with that. Yeah, that, that counts. counts. Yeah. All right. So, you know, well, what about you? Are you, when you're, you know, grading and critiquing, are people falling asleep? Or <laughs> what are they? <laughs> grading. I'm just randomly grading people. Listen, Bobby, you got a 94 on that. It's a horrible paragraph. Bobby? Bobby oh, you I wait? thought you meant just in life. Like, cashier, oh. you, get, you get a B plus today. You scan things pretty fast. Is that why, is that, and they're falling asleep. Is that why you're like, like high-fiving and giving them hooks and stuff to like keep them alert, keep <laughs> them awake? Them that, you got to engage any way you can, my friend. That's, any that's, way you can. All right. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. Well, let, let's get to some bizarre things here. So I've got quite yeah. the list. All right. Oh, some boy. things that they're and strange. I haven't, heard any, I haven't heard any of these. No, they're strange okay. or bizarre. And these aren't just, some of these are specifically for you, but they're, they're for both mm. of us. These are bizarre <laughs> questions and kind of yeah. how we'd respond to them. So let's, uh, let's get to that right now. All right. So first one, this one, this one's probably the least bizarre of the entire list, but it's interesting. This is a quite, This is the one I got asked at REI. Do you need bear okay. spray if you're only in black bear territory? Oh, jeez! Like you're like you're the employee now. Some some person is asking you this. I kind of see. I kind of it was this a person who'd been backpacking before? Probably a lot of people ask this question. Or it's no. not an uncommon question because I, I could see that that's not that surprising yeah. actually. Because I think if you go to like Yosemite and you see them like scurrying away, and then you know, oh hey, I'm going to some somewhere with like I don't know grizzly bears or whatever, you maybe maybe be more concerned. So I mean, I, that's not that surprising. It's still a little funny sounding, but. I mean, I'm not that surprised. Like, if you've, like, if we've been around bears or you've seen bears. You're not surprised about the question or you're not surprised about what? What's what's not surprising? The question. If if this is like an experienced person who's been around a lot of bears and they've seen the bears scurry away or whatever, but now now they're going around like, you know, grizzlies or something, maybe that would be the question. I don't know. But they're not going around grizzlies. They're asking specifically about black bear territory. Grizzlies have no part of this question. Well, then that's just the it, word. Grizzly was not included at all. In fact, well, I'm I'm hoping that they're going somewhere with grizzlies, but apparently, if it's just a black bear territory, then you're wait, wait. So here's the did question. I misinterpret the question? Do, yeah. it's, Do like, you need bear spray I, I, if you're only in black bear territory? And your response is, well, I hope they're not going near grizzlies. That's my response. But now my response is going to change to that's just plain ignorant. That's ignorant. You know what I mean? I think I like that's ignorant uh, better, but ignorant. That's ignorant. 
So this is coming. This is coming. So you're gonna say no? They don't. No. You're gonna say no, and you're ignorant. That's your response to this. That's what I'm gonna say to them okay. verbatim. Well, they're obviously ignorant, but not in a negative way. They're they're people that are probably new to hiking, and they they really just want to know. Yeah, yeah, they're probably new. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I would have if I'm brand new, I might ask that same question. So, I mean, okay. yeah, I, I agree with you. They do not need bear spray. If, if they're if they're really afraid, that I would suggest maybe bringing like one of those mini air horns. Those things are dang mini loud. Horns. Yeah, and but that, I don't I don't mean ignorant in like a bad way. I think that's a genuine question if you're brand new and you're concerned like hey do i need this because i've heard this but do i need it like i just said that exact thing but if you want to make yourself feel better go ahead but i said it in a better way so i think people you know people were falling asleep while you were saying it next question (laughs) (laughs) when in doubt at a trail junction should you go right or left (laughs) 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 i told you bizarre questions oh man um Jeez, I guess that's a hard one to answer. Like, yeah. if you're, which way did you start going? I guess, like, if you started going, <laughs> if you started going right, do you need to loop around? I mean, I don't. I don't right? Know what yeah, good call. That's actually not a bad answer for you for doing going in a loop. Just stay going that same direction. <laughs> Four rights make a circle. Four lefts. I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, when you get that kind of a question, you're just like, uh, I mean, how do you answer that? It's like. Well, there's there's a way to answer. You could say go right because it's always the right way. Oh, geez. Yeah, you, you can say that. Answer? But honestly, like last was it two years ago when uh, our good buddies Jared and Rocky got lost in Yosemite because they had a hard time reading the map, mm-hmm. the sign had fallen down. Mm-hmm. I, I have it on video where I'm telling them you're doing a lollipop. So once you get off of the stem part and you're on the loop, just stay to your left. Literally go left the entire time. Until mm-hmm. you get to the very end where you're going back to that stem, you'll, you'll recognize that junction because you've already been there. That's the yeah, only right you're yeah. making. Just stay to the left. And they get to the sign that was, you know, knocked over or whatever, and they're like, right or left? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. They go right. So let's go. Let's ignore know what Carl said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what can right. you do? Yeah. There's no, obviously, you got to read the map. So there's, that's a, there's the, that question's inherently bad. So <laughs> speaking of bad and bizarre questions, next one is how do ladybugs procreate? Oh, I just like, heard a podcast about ladybugs. Darn it. Really? Yeah. Okay, I so did. you should know the answer to this question. So if they're all ladies. But it wasn't about they... reproduction. Um, okay. It was about something totally different. How about... do they reproduce? Yeah, if they're all ladies. It was just about it was just about the uh the, the reasoning of why they in some parts of the country they like infiltrate houses mm. like by the thousands. I would like that because I like ladybugs. Yeah, but they're pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty gnarly, actually. Um, why yeah. do they reproduce? Or how? What was it? How do they procreate? If they're all ladies. That's clearly not true. Uh, there are male versions, okay. and uh, all animals. Not all. Well, I guess I don't want to say that. What do you call the male ladybugs? Like male bugs? Oh, jeez, that's horrible. I think you still call them ladybugs. Okay. All right. Yeah. Next question. Next question. If a mountain lion is stalking you, mm. like you know it's a mountain I've lion. I've seen it behind me. It's a it's a big mm-hmm. cat. So can't you just throw a ball of yarn at it? These are real questions? Uh, yeah, that's it. I just asked it, so wow. it must be real. I think, uh, I mean, you know, no harm in trying, but... Um, like, do you hike with a ball of yarn? All the time. All the time. Okay. I mean, I guess you could throw the paracord. That would have been a better question. Mm-hmm. Can you throw the paracord at it? You know, okay. I think that would have been better. No yarn, but paracord is good. Yes. It looks similar and it's probably it's equally as fun. Exactly. I'll try that with my, my house yeah. cat, see if they like the paracord. That's a good call, actually. Yeah, like paracord. That. Uh, yeah, that's pretty bizarre. Let's yeah. go with something that actually is more legit here, but still is interesting and bizarre. Should you burn your used toilet paper 
in the fire. Risky business. Or better yet, when you dig your cat hole, can you just burn it in the cat hole? You're going to start a fire in your cat hole? Yeah. Not, I'm not. I'm asking if you should. Is that okay to do? I, no, I feel like that's... I feel like it's a little bit of extra work, but I mean, I get, well, I don't know if you're like, what, bringing matches? Like if you're bringing your toilet paper to our fire pit, mm-hmm. it just, I feel like you're just tainting the fire pit. And I, do I want to like, like if you're sitting around the campfire, we're having a great old conversation about, you know, throwing some paracord at mountain right. lions. And you just come. Are you okay if somebody else drops some poopy toilet paper on the fire? No, I'm not. So I, would you, okay. would I think it's okay to like burn it? And bury it in the ground privately. Yeah, in the cat hole. I mean, privately. if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that, I'd say do that over putting it in the group. <laughs> I don't want to smell whatever's in there. If you're gonna do that, do that. If you're gonna do that, do that privately. <laughs> don't do it while we're all having our, you know, blueberry uh, dessert, which takes, you know, like five cups of water and you gotta wait 50 minutes or whatever. Uh, okay. I don't want to, I don't smell that. Yeah. I'd say if you're gonna burn it, do it privately, not in front of the group. Okay. I want, yeah, I wonder what the leave no trace guidelines are because you're allowed to bury your toilet paper and isn't it, it's going to be break it down more if you burn it. But obviously, right. there's the whole like fire risk when you're burning stuff. So I, but I think if you're putting it in a hole so it's surrounded by dirt, yeah, and then you're immediately yeah. covering it in dirt, I mean, I guess you could pour some water yeah. there too. I think that's safe, right? Are we wrong on this? Derek and I are in agreement. Can you pee on it after you burn it? Yeah. If you time, That'd be a hard, that'd be a hard, that'd be a tricky situation. You do number two, you burn it, but then you pee on it. That's, that's, that might be too challenging. So maybe just bring the water bottle with you and call it a day. Okay. So let's stick with the same theme here. Should you burn female toiletries in the fire? I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a girl. These are bizarre questions. People want to know the answers to. These are legit questions. Yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Mm. Let's say like not. You're sitting around. Maybe it's like the tail end of the fire, and people want to burn off some things that they don't want to carry anymore. I don't. I don't know what's in the female products. To be honest, I. I. I guess I'd say no until I fully knew. And and okay. you know, if you have like. I don't know the chemicals. You know, blood and stuff. Yeah. I. I don't know. Well, I don't think blood's bad, but like, I don't know what what it's what it's made okay. of, right? Is there plastic in well, there? Plastic, some of them? And the answer's no. I'm with you on that one. Okay. Yeah, I think I think there's some like the, some of the casing. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but some of it I think is just. So like, Derek's gonna get back to you on that one. Folks. Some of it's like I think I know some of it's like can be cotton or or stringy. Right. Uh, but I don't know if sometimes if it's coated in plastic. So I don't I don't know. All right, Derek will do his research on. I'll do that. Female toilet is that what I'm gonna do? And that'll be your tidbit next episode, right? That'd be great. Uh, all right. So then, here's a weird one. I'm in high school and I have okay. similar self-esteem to Carl. How do I ask a girl out on a hiking date? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is this is for you. I think more than me, since it sounds like yeah, wow. this is a knock on me. I have similar self-esteem to Carl. Low self-esteem. How, how do I ask a girl out on a, hiking. on a hiking date? Yeah, any dating advice here for a high school? I don't think you. I don't think you would ask him out if you have. So you're telling this high school kid, don't ask the girl out. I'm telling them they probably won't. But if you're going to do it, if you want to do it, if you need to do it. And how, sh- how should they do it if they have low self-esteem? I would. This is what I would do. Okay, this is what you do. Okay. You, go, you go out on the hike you want to take them on, right? You do a little like a pre-scouting hike. You, gra- right. you grab a pine cone. You bring it back. You, okay. and you don't have to say much. You just go up to the girl or the boy or whatever. You say, hey, I know where I can find more of these. You want to go? 
and then boom. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's go collect some. Let's collect them together. Come. Okay. We will collect okay. together. I'll show you how to dig a hole with this pine cone. Right. right. It can be done. And they'll be so they'll be so curious. They'll be like, wait, what? You can dig a hole with a pine cone? I gotta see this. Yeah. Right? I, I absolutely. You know? I think that a skill. They can learn a skill and go on a date. Or you could say you could say, you know, like ham and cheese and pine cones. Let's okay. go. Now, now we're getting romantic. It's getting serious. All right. You're welcome. You just gotta got a date there from Derek's advice. Okay. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. I'm gonna start putting some names to these questions here because I, I threw these out to the Patreon folk as well. So mm. thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, Jerry yeah. from Oregon asks, what's the worst thing about backpacking, Derek? Jer Bear. What is yeah. the worst thing about backpacking other other than the obvious? You know, you get the sore muscles, you get the uh, sore... He didn't say other than the obvious. He just asked in general. Well, no, I'm just in general. I, say, I don't think those are the worst. I think, is it getting lost? No. Is it running out of food? No. Is it is it being constipated? Mm, that's that's up there. Um, mm. it's, it's sleeping next to Carl in a smelly body. That's the mm. worst thing about backpacking. Hands down. Okay. Hands down. And I think Carl would agree with me. I think Carl would agree with me. Gotcha. So for everybody else. It's debatable. Um, okay. But if I'm being serious, if I'm being serious, more serious, uh, in general, what is the worst thing about backpacking? When the trip ends, that's it. Mm, well done. Boom. Well done there. Boom, yeah. Jerry. Boom. There are some trips for sure that I get pretty bummed out because I'm like, I'm having such a good time. I just want to keep on going. For sure. Absolutely. There's been other trips where I'm pretty wiped out. I'm happy it's over. But yeah. For me, the answer, two words, trip saboteurs. Mm, that's a good one. That's I'm a good getting one. older and more crotchety, so I'm getting more bothered that's when true. people You're very sabotage the trip. So Very crotchety. Um, so, to the point now that we stopped inviting one of the guys altogether. We did. We did. Yeah. Like, fun guy to have on the trip, but he's sabotaged or potentially sabotaged too many times, so he's out. And it's it's blatant. I want to say blatant, but it's... Blatant disregard it's, it's or pretty, disrespect. Pretty yeah, disregard. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Would, um, yeah, this is go. from Jason, also from Oregon. Would you ever break out the yeah. fanny pack for a trip? And part two to this, do you have any pictures from the first one? Mm, oh, I wish. I wish, Jason. Yeah. Jason, let's go get the water filter guy. Legend, by the way. Um, mm. So he, I mean, geez, that's a good question. Like, would I bring the fanny pack out again? Like, like go on a trip with just the fanny pack? I think if you got, like, a big lumbar fanny pack thing and you didn't contribute to carrying any group gear like normal, you could probably make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I would be willing to try. Yeah. I would be willing okay. to try. I'll just say that. Right. Um, yeah, and, and the sec second part, Jason, we like, all of our early trips, I didn't take any pictures. Derek, I think, was pretty good taking pictures, but not good at keeping them because I've asked him for years, can you pull up the old pictures? And he well, just looks confused. I'll say this. I'll say this. The first few trips, and I'm so bummed my first trip, the Red Peak Pass trip. This was before, like, iPhones. This was before mm. I had, like, the junky, you know, flip phone picture it's thing. Before cameras. Stop, please. Okay. Uh, and then I think, that I, th I want to say, I want to say the first trip, the Fanny Pack trip, I had, like, a, a disposable or something. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what I did, but, yeah, I, I did not take. I still see those at garage sales, by the way. Do you really? I never. I'll get you one. I'll get no, you one. No, no need. No need. Um, <laughs> I never, I didn't take enough pictures or any pictures on those two trips. So I'm yeah. very bummed about that. Well, I think I think I saw one at a garage sale a couple weeks ago and like there was a little kid who's asking, what is this? And I said, don't worry about it. It's from the 1900s. So 
Get out of here, kid. I had a kid. Oh, geez. I had a kid who asked, um, what's a phone book? Mm. Legit didn't yeah. know. I think what a phone book. When I was, yeah. when we were kids, though, I still thought phone books were kind of dumb. They were so, so big and obnoxious. Yeah. They were. All right. Anyway, uh, this next one, uh, this is from Nathan from Wisconsin. He wrote kind of a book and I narrowed it down to a paragraph. So, but it's good. It's a good one. My main pack is a 65 liter pack. All right. It is more than enough room that I need for most of my trips. I'm a lazy man and I hate the process of Mm. breaking camp in the morning. I'm actually, I think a lot of people are with Nathan on this. So here he's got a solution. He says, I find the process of carefully rolling up my sleeping bag tedious. It seems I can never roll up my tent well enough to fit into its bag on the first try. Uh, So, yeah, some of those are pretty tight. Mm -hmm. I've recently discovered that an advantage of taking an oversized pack with me is that I can just stuff the sleeping bag and tent as is into my pack. No rolling or packing necessary. Mm -hmm. Just stuff it all in there. Is there any downside that I'm missing Mm -hmm. here? And do other backpackers already do this? I think the only downside, I mean, I, I see where he's going with that. Like the extra space, you're utilizing the space to maintain right. proper laziness and to maintain, I, I think, and it probably is going to save you a little bit of time in packing up. Oh yeah. You know, all that stuff. But, right. but overall, I think the downside is you're carrying a heavier pack that could be like, you know, I don't know, half a pound, pound. I don't know. I don't think it's that much. I think it's a wash, man. I think it's, you think it's a wash? Yeah. Whatever he's saying, cause he's saving and he's not, he's saving on stuff sacks. Right. So. I mean, maybe, maybe, but like, let's say he drops from sixty-five to like forty. How much well, weight is he saving? There? Yeah, that's you're right. That's a lot, but that's not what he's talking about. It's not. It's not that extra stuff's not taking up that much space. He'd have to drop from like sixty-five to sixty or fifty-five. Okay, so even still, I, maybe you're right. Maybe there. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's more. If he packed, like, if he had, he he'd be losing. He might be losing a little time unless he like, unless he like practice. Like, all right, I got this packing thing down. Let's just get it done. I packed it up. I know mm-hmm. how to do it efficiently now and. I have a lighter pack. Well, then we're all happy. But, you know, right. if you get there and you're like, eh, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to throw it in there. I get it. But you're still carrying that extra okay. half pound or more on the pack. He's saying that that becomes his luxury item is that he doesn't have to wrap everything up again. So then that's fair. He thinks it's then, worth it. Then I think okay. it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Now, I said other question was, do other backpackers already do this? Ooh. Are you aware of any backpackers doing what he's describing? Like just throwing junk in the pack and going? Yeah. Um, I think we have some people like that on our... On our, uh, yeah, I do this, Nathan. Yeah. I do yeah, this. Yeah, But not, not with the tent. I do this with, sometimes with the sleeping bag, depending upon what we have going on. Mm-hmm. Definitely with the sleeping pad, yep. if I can fit it in my bottom compartment. I'll save the stuff sack weight. I don't think it, it, I need a bigger pack. Mm. The issue with the tent, though, is that the tent gets wet and dirty. Sometimes, like, legit dirty. And yep. so if that's inside your pack, whether that's the moisture or the dirt, rubbing up against other things, that's... You're just making your pack dirty, and you're actually adding weight with with that stuff inside your pack. Uh, I guess you'd be adding weight anyway because it'd be in your bag. But either way, I'm not willing to do it with the tent. But you're just, I mean, when you're wrapping up the tent, you're putting it in the stuff sack, you're still just wrapping it up and putting it in your bag. So unless you have exposed sharp things, I don't think you're causing any damage, right? Mm, no. I mean, no, I don't think you're damaged. But, yeah, I mean, the tent's going to get nasty. Yeah. Your bag might get dirty. I mean, yeah, it's- the tent can get nasty if you don't air it out anyway. But, yeah. Unless, unless he wants to bring another luxury item, the footprint. And then maybe, maybe the tent stays mm. clean. Maybe he's good. But then he get, now you're speaking nonsense. But then he wants to like jam the footprint. In. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I wouldn't put this pole. Like the poles are easy to fit inside their stuff sacks. So I usually have those on the outside because they're protected. Oh, those yeah. are on, on the side pocket. But um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd say go for it, man. I think that's not a bad, not a bad idea. You might have inspired some folks out there to, to be equally as lazy as you. But More lazy, yeah. 
the, the, yeah, the tent into the stuff sack is easier if you separate the poles, so that's not as big of a chore as it would be normally. Right. I think that the sleeping pad is probably the biggest chore. I don't mind stuffing my, my sleeping bag in the stuff sack, but the pad's annoying, right? You think the sleeping pad's the biggest chore? I mean, I feel like the... What, what I, do you think is? Uh, hmm. Packing up. I mean, I feel like getting my sleeping bag in the stuff sack, getting it in the bag, like putting it on. I think just the process of putting everything back in the bag is, is what's annoying. Like getting the sleeping mat, I think I have that down. Like it exhausts your forearms. It's just so, it's just tedious. Like I get it all. I try to get everything like preset in the corner of the tent at night, right? And then right. once I'm up, up, the first thing I do is like sleeping mat. Let's go. Let's just get this over okay. with. You know, stuff the thing in there. But I think because I've done it so many times, I don't think about it anymore. But it's... I don't know. Like putting it all back in your pack is kind of like, eh. But the sleeping mat, I don't. I don't think it's. I, I think I have that down pretty well. But the sleeping bag is more okay. annoying to me. Interesting. All right, we'll trade. I'll I'll stuff your sleeping bag and you do my sleeping pad. I don't, I don't know if you could do it. I don't know if you're that good. Okay. I mean, if you're just if you're just throwing yours in your pack, you're. I've done it before. You, I don't do that every time. Okay. But if you don't trust me, that's fine. That's it's fine. You gotta you gotta trust the person who's stuffing your sleeping bag in the sack, right? I mean, what did you stuff in my pack uh, when I looked away? Last trip, you know? I mean, you're stuffing... Uh, That's true. Wrappers coated in ice cream yeah. and whatnot. So, you know, would I, would I trust you with the, the little cocoon that I sleep yeah. in and feel safe in? No, I'm not going to No, I'd probably just tear it up or take a knife to it. You'd probably put some rotten fish in there or something. Yeah. You never know. I'd, I'd pour sticky stuff on it, so... you put roly po- you put roly-polies in there. That's what you do. All right, I got two more, and they're, and they're kind of snarky. Big surprise. So you could probably guess who they're from. They're from Nate from Colorado Springs. Ah, Nate, Colorado uh, Springs. Okay. They, they both got a laugh out of me when he messaged me with these. So first one, aside from Yosemite, can you name any other national park? Aside from Yosemite? Yeah, you get one guess, any national park. Hmm. Not a national forest, seashore, state park, uh, regional area. You know what? I almost don't even want to answer this. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't, exactly. I don't want to play the game. That is your go-to when you're nervous about getting something wrong. That is awesome. Oh, well, I mean, oh you know, I'm so embarrassed for you right now. Why? I, I have <laughs> national parks. I can give you national parks. But right, like, but it's, it's like, but it's like he wants to. There's like a thirty percent chance, Nate. He's gonna say Yosemite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is it Yosemite? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I know. I think that. I think it's just part of it is just like he doesn't want to. Uh, or he just, you know, and he's put. He likes putting me on the spot. He doesn't believe that you actually know what national parks are. Neither do I. You don't. I don't know what national parks are. <laughs> the difference, like, there's times when you're referring to something as a national park and it's not a national park. Like Olympic National Park is that what we're talking about? There you go. There you go. Well done. Well done. Okay. So right. yeah. you got him on this one. Okay. Here, here's some more challenging. Zion, questions. Bryce Canyon, what are you doing? Grand okay, Canyon. Well, the, all right. Well done. Uh, Google yeah. worked. Um, if you go to an area that has a fire ban, so mm. you can't use your fire starting skills, what else are you really bringing to the table? <laughs> Nate, Nate is a, what's his gift on the trip? I, I found it. It's, it's uh, he's a button pusher. He likes to, he likes to button push. He's, he uh, likes to ask almost the exact same questions I like to ask, but I think he does it sometimes a little bit better than me. He's so. more snarkier. He likes, he likes to put, he probably he's trying to bring me down. Me. He's trying to bring me down and I'm not going to let it happen. I'm not going to let it happen. Do you, well, do you have an answer <laughs> to that question? I bring nothing to the table. No, I bring joy. <laughs> I bring the games. I bring oh, the there laughter. It is. That's there what it is. Okay. Yeah. Not the water filtration, just to clarify. I that. bring Carl's uh, shoulder support. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
Moral support. Oh my gosh. No. All right. Thank you, Nate. Those are some funny so, questions. All right. So some definitely some bizarre ones there. I think I got to all of them. There are some ones that were uncomfortable to talk about. You handled them well. Uh, I don't know that we fully answered everything, so I might have to circle back to some of these. But um, I've got some bizarre story trivia for you, though. This is some bizarre Ooh, stuff coming right. up right after this. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, so it's time for Rare Gear Trivia. Rare Gear makes travel and backpacking-oriented fishing gear. Their mm. fly rod travels rigged and ready to cast in just 30 seconds. It's just 17 inches in length when stored. It fits anywhere so check it out at raregear.com r-e-y-r gear.com thank you rare gear for sponsoring bizarre story trivia so i'm gonna give you three bizarre like basically like one sentence stories you've got to tell me if these happened as i'm describing them if i might have like modified them a little bit to make them more interesting or if they're completely made up so i gotta tell you i gotta tell you this is as is this is legit happened modified made up Half and modified minute. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And if you lose, all right, mm-hmm. you've got yeah. to challenge your local postal worker to a game of Uno. Oh, I was I was gonna say I have to go to Death Valley, but that's not a national park. Oh wait, it is. Yeah. Okay, man, you got that. You got the right Google site up. Well done. All right. <laughs> so I just one game of Uno. Just they can take a little break when they're putting your mail and just be like, hey. I what about Uno? You. What about Uno Attack though? That's more fun where they like shoot cards at hey, you with that, that machine. That counts. That counts. You bring the machine right. to the mailbox, Fair make enough. it happen. All right. Fair enough. I thought I thought I'd bring like a bunch of Nerf guns in, but I don't think they want guns in the uh, you know in the, in the postal mm. or even Nerf. No? no. No. Okay. Well, number one. Number one. A mountain goat killed mm. a grizzly bear in British Columbia. Ooh, that's it right there. A mountain goat killed. British Columbia mountain yeah. goat. That's it is bizarre, bizarre, isn't it? Mountain goat. I'm trying to think of the horn situation. Mm-hmm. Mountain right. goat. Good thinking. Good thinking. Ugh, like a buck. I'm trying to think. I'm going to say, oh gosh. I'm going to say true. I'm going to say made, I'm going to say legit. I'm going to say so legit. Made it happen. It did. Yeah, they found evidence of, yeah, that somehow the mountain goat like horned the grizzly bear to death. They don't know how it happened, but they found evidence of that and figured wow. it out. 
I thought that was crazy, man. That yeah. is, I wonder if that like the busy bear like tried to attack him and then he just like lowered his head and like raised it up real quick know. and stabbed him. I don't know. I think you should draw a cartoon about how it happened and we'll publish it. If I could draw, I would, but I can't. What in which state is British yeah. Columbia in again? Which state? You mean what uh yeah. what territory that we're talking about? Whatever you want to say. <laughs> in Canada, Carl? <laughs> Again with the traps. <laughs> is that what you guys do? You find your jollies, make people feel stupid? Though your jollies? Okay. Uh, Real good, guys. Real good. All right. Number, number two. A Mississippi meat processor Ooh. found 8,000-year-old relics in the belly of a 750-pound gator. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm gonna say jeez okay. so ridiculous a meat grinder i'm gonna say a meat process a mississippi meat processor a mississippi so meat like, processor i'm yeah. gonna say this is made up made, made up. up so completely made up this happened this happened no recently. way Isn't that Are crazy yeah so i guess somehow they <laughs> what the gator he eat i don't know why like eating them some i don't know i don't know the full story but so pretty interesting Okay, so you got to get this next wow, one right to avoid the insane. postal Uno game here. Ooh, pressure. Uh, number three, a man in Castle Rock, Colorado, captures <laughs> a photo of a Made deer up. with a large amount of netting caught in its antlers as if it ran into a basketball net or something similar. Mm, modified? I'll give you a hint. The man is me. I'm the man in Castle Rock, Captain Colorado. Obvious strikes again. I'm going to say Modified. So not only did it happen, but I posted it on Instagram on our Backpacking Blisters account like a few months back. So thanks for paying attention. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, a few months back, and you didn't remember, Derek? Yeah, it was really striking. Like, it got a lot of reactions. Eh, you know. Yeah, it was really, like, sad. I was actually trying to find the deer and take it off. So you thought it's sad, so like, hey, let me let me take some photos of him? You f- okay, so you like feel you like that would embarrass the deer. You feel like that w- I was not being sensitive. I think you needed to be more sensitive to the deer. And, okay. uh, you know, you're not being a deer. You're being a rude person. So <laughs> did you, did you get the netting off? Were you able to I'm not being a deer? I'm being a rude person. Okay. <laughs> be a, be a, be a deer. I get right? it. I get it. I'm like your you. grandma would you. say, like Carl's grandma would say. That was a punny joke. You like that? I, like I thought you yeah. get that. And you got it. Well uh, did you manage to get it off or what? What happened? No, no you it, didn't. It was embarrassed. It's too embarrassed. It wanted to go hide. You just wanted to mock it and yeah. take pictures and put it online. Yeah. It's typical tourist. Speaking of mocking and taking pictures, can you have a passerby take a picture of you playing Uno with the post? A passerbyer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find somebody. Yeah, like a neighbor. I'm going to find somebody. Uh, I've got some tidbits. Thank you for asking. So first one is we got an update with uh, Shane's Life Straw. He's the one that gave a review about the Life Straw water filter. Mm-hmm. He says that it's holding it pretty well after some long trails and some muddy water. He's He had to, you know. Oh, right. I don't know what you've got to do with that filter. Back flush it, shake it out, whatever. He says it's holding up. I think Ooh. he said it was holding up equally as well as his Sawyer squeeze. So, yeah. But it functions more like the, the Be Free. Really? Yeah. So, so if you like the Be Free concept, but you're dissatisfied with the bag or with the life of the filter, you might, this might be an option for you. Mm, so. Yeah. Interesting. Would yeah. you get one of those? Would you, would you dive into that? I would, would try one. I would try one for sure. They were at the outdoor retailer show back in January and I interviewed them and then they never, and then I followed up with them and they never, did he give me a non-response? And so I get pretty hmm. like upset with the non-responses. It's a, a good way to sell some uh, product and get it out there. It's good. Yeah. Anyway. So thank you, nice. Shane, for the update. Uh, other tidbit is, speaking of the outdoor retailer show, so they just had one 
whew, this past week, week and a half ago or so. And um, I was so excited because you were interested in going. Did you make this one? No. No, I did not. No. 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 Your your effort level unavailable. Minimal unavailable. or nil, would you say? You you, you <laughs> yeah, I, I Oh wow. I was practicing my fire starting skills <laughs> and uh, you know, that's what's going on. Okay, okay. So I actually yeah, I'm I'm kind of not it's not as much fun for me to do interviews and go to events without anybody else and so i recruited somebody i recruited the perfect person mike to go yes who's very conversational asked a lot of questions and so we'll we'll start putting in some of those here in a few weeks some of the interviews we got mm. but i'll i'll preview that uh buff was there i talked to him yes and i didn't pull any punches good so yeah i hope you yeah. more to that story i'm excited but, yeah. for that that sounds good uh well before we go what, what do we got on the patreon let's let's talk about the patreon yeah, we got uh, we still got that unbearable episode for June, which is which right. is a good one. It's a good yeah. one, and um, we haven't had anybody join Patreon in a really long time. And um, I got I got a buff. I got a free buff from the outdoor retailer show. You can have it. It's still it's in the package. You can have it. Next person who joins Patreon, what color is it? It's like multicolor, but it's kind of a darker darker shade okay. of something. But okay. yeah, next person who joins it, I'm sending it out to you because we really would like to grow our Patreon community. So please join. That buff is yours. And it's legendary. It's got a story behind it. So wow. there nice. you go. That, my friend, is all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Well, guys, that'll do it. Check out the Patreon, Backpacking Blisters podcast. Uh, leave this review on any uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. We hope to see you or hear you, not see you, but hear you next time. Leave this review if you can. And uh, remember, guys, if you, um, you know, if you're Carl and you're going on a trip, what do you bring to the trip? This is what Nate wants to know. What do you bring to the trip? He brings the bad jokes and he brings the horrible cooking of pancakes. <laughs> we'll see you. I want to fly. Yeah, Carl, Carl asked me one time, you know, like after we, we prepped for this show, he's like, you know, Derek, you know, I know that you bring fire starting skills. I know that you bring jokes. I know that you bring good vibes. I know you bring great pancake cooking. I know that you bring just amazing conversation. I'm like, what do I bring to the, What do I bring to these trips? You know, I don't know if anybody thinks that I bring anything to these trips. And I was like, you know what? You're probably right. Maybe you don't bring anything. But you know what? You still show up and you still complain about those shoulders and you still, you know, mock the people who get lost. And, and we need that. We need that. And every trip planner needs that. So your mockery is what you bring. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.